Hello, hello, hello. It is Kimberly Jones and Catherine Storing. And we are here for another exciting, exhilarating, informative episode of the Business, Ministry, and Money Podcast. And we're so glad that you're here. Uh, as usual, you're in for a treat this week. If you did not, before I move a step further, if you did not listen to last week's podcast, I want you to back up. I want you to go. I want you to go listen to that. And then I want you to come back and I want you to listen to this one because it's going to make so much more sense when you pick up uh, uh, where we started on last week with this whole topic of identity crisis in business and ministry and how it impacts our ability to really make money and to create kingdom wealth. So we're, we're going to continue in that conversation today. And so we're so glad that you're listening, that you're a part of what God is doing through this podcast with Catherine and myself. And we're, a, we're providing some amazing content. And so I hope you are taking notes and, um, and inviting your friends to join us. But we're going to pick up right now from where we uh, left off on last week, talking about this whole concept and how it impacts who we are and how we show up in the world. And so last week we talked about it and Catherine and I, oh my goodness, we just gave you guys all of the good stuff. We gave up all the goodies, right? We just told you everything about what we've gone through and how identity crisis has impacted our lives and what that meant for us today, right Catherine? It was so powerful and I'm glad that we did it that way because unfortunately a lot of people in ministry when they reach a certain point they don't like to tell on themselves and they want to tell you this. I always been saved from the moment I cry out of my mama's womb and they don't want to tell you the, you know, the, the, the not so pretty side or people that have arrived at a certain uh, level in business. And I'm glad that we kind of peel the curtain and really look back and share what our own past struggles and people resonated with it. They were so thankful that yeah. we kept it all the way 100, like we always do. I love, if you're watching our social media, and I hope you do, you'll see us showing <laughs> you everything, showing us when we're struggling. Everything. Everything. It's so good. Everything. It's, I mean, I don't think that there's any other way. Um, you know, my husband and I have been pastoring for about 17 years now, and I can remember doing an interview with someone and them asking that if I could go back to the beginning, mm -hmm. what is one thing that I wish, you know, would have been done different or, you know, what, what would that look like if I could do it the way that I really needed to be done? And what I said to them was what you and I provide, Catherine, I said, I wish there was someone who would have sat me down and been very raw with me as it pertains to ministry and pastoring and all those sorts of things. Uh, we just need those types of people in Christendom as well as in the marketplace who won't be afraid to say, listen, I've been where you've been and I understand where you are, but there is a way out. There is a way out. Oh my God. That is so funny. Cause that's exactly why I started my podcast and why I knew that we were called to do this together because there are many, I mean, there are a gazillion 10,000 podcasts out there. Yeah. But when you go deep and you look, they are only businessy um, yeah. or they're only preaching. That's and true. we were just saying in the green room that we are businessy and we are ministry combined. Yeah. We don't separate the two. We are one in the same and we make zero 
apologies for that. That's right. Zero, none, nilch, nada. No apologies and no excuses for it. And we want to encourage those who are listening, who are in that same boat. You come to the point where you said, you know what? I can do both. I love myself some Jesus, but I also have a mind that's able to create and, and that's able to build, you know, and you use those two components of who you are to come together and make such an amazing impact uh, in the world, right? And that's what God wants us to do. I think it's part of the Great Commission, right? Um, but, but the thing that comes into play for us and for those of you who are listening to this, is that we do get to those places. And I think that's the point of this whole topic is that we're human. And we do get to a place sometimes where it's very difficult to continue on, especially when you're going through seasons of transition. You know, your identity can get lost in that, in that season and in that little space of transition. That's, that's what I think. What do you feel about that, Catherine? Yeah, I believe I have experienced so many transformations when it comes to to identity. And one thing that I experienced and I got a lot of backlash was um, when you are in ministry, when you're a Christian in general, and you want to talk, even talk about money, immediately you get labeled as a prosperity gospel. And unfortunately, I don't like the fact that they have taken that that concept out of out of context yeah because there are people that are using the ministry in the wrong way yeah but what is wrong with having a gospel that prospers that's right think about that like i wish they called it misappropriation of funds i wish they called it um not taking not no no handling god's um money the right way instead of because you know what god's gospel is a prospering gospel for yeah. every area of our lives yeah um, the Bible says, you know, I wish above all that you would be in health and prosper yeah. even as your soul prospers. Yes. So, you know, it, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. You got to put it in the right context, like you're saying, Catherine, but I want to be able to, without thinking twice, like we were talking about in the green room, I want to be able to, and I will be able to, if I want to write a two, a, a two comma check right yep, yep. <laughs> if i want to write that you know to to a ministry whether it's ours or or some some other ministry i want to be able to do it without you know without thinking twice and so in order to be able to do that i have to be able to produce kingdom wealth kingdom wealth not just wealth that's why i always say kingdom wealth because kingdom wealth is saying that the wealth belongs to the kingdom god is just using me as that vessel in order to get it through, get it through into the kingdom. So if you have an identity crisis, you can't say stuff like that because you're afraid. And who has time to be afraid? I don't have time to be afraid. I've wasted too much time being afraid. No time for that. Something jumped on the inside of me when you said writing a two comma check for our ministry. I was like, yes, yes. I yes. cannot wait for us to be able to say, I am so excited. I want to partner with your ministry and gift you this on behalf of Jesus. I have done that um, in a very small scale. Whenever God puts me, and I'm sure you've done it too, when, whenever God puts somebody in my mind, I send a, a, a message. And you know now you can send money electronically, which I love. It's so easy. And I would say, um, I just sent you something on behalf of Jesus. Because that's really what we're doing. 
Yeah. It's not us. He puts it in our heart and and they often the person says, Oh, you don't even know. I just pray. And I'm like, I know because I didn't want to give you this money. <laughs> it's just the real deal, right? That's just the yeah. truth. <laughs> God will have us, they'll put in our heart. And I don't ever want to say to God, you know, I'll catch you next week. I don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Some people, some people don't have next week, PK. Right, right. Right. And when God tells us to do something, no, some people, people always say, and we're, 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 we'll, we're going to dive into this um, identity crisis, um, but all this is connected. But when yeah. people say that God has a permissive will, it's like, I want to be in, you can be in the perfect will or the permissive will of God. That's, that's not my, that's not my, that's, that's not my way of looking at it. I believe either you are in the will of God or you're not. Yeah. And if you're in the permissive will of God, all that means is God has just said, listen, I ain't going to make you do it. If that's what you want to do, it's not my will. And so sometimes we try to fix things up because we still, again, have not stepped into who we truly are. And so we do all these things to compensate for our lack of ability to stand up in who God really called us to be, whether it's given, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in business, ministry, whatever it is, until we catch up with who it is that God has called us to be today, we're always lagging behind and we're always looking for excuses to validate it or confirm. I'm going to go as far as to say that for those of you that are listening right now and God has called you to have a faith-based business and you're not doing it, you are in disobedience. You're, you're listening to this podcast for a reason. So hopefully that made you feel some kind of way. Wow. I hope that it did. Wow. Wow. Not skirting around it, not, you know, not, you know, not being politically correct, right? Some people will be in business on the download. They won't tell anybody. They'll be like yeah. covert about it. They'll be like, you know, no, it's not what you think. It's a business, dude. Like, yeah. it's just a business. It's a business, and I love Jesus, and I'm going to do things in my business, um, according to, you know, kingdom principles and kingdom standards. Now that doesn't give us an excuse, you know, to be lackadaisical or to operate on any level other than excellent. Um, but what it says is just, we're free in who it is that we've been called to be. You know, I was talking a little bit earlier about how our identity evolves over time, like even in business. And I was talking about this in the green room. So I've been doing um, full-time entrepreneurship. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I've been doing that for about four years now. Yes, 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 yes. And I haven't pulled all my hair out and, you know, I haven't hurt my family or anything like that in the process, but um, God has been good. But what I was sharing with Catherine and I want to share with those who are listening um, is that your identity evolves over time and even in business and in ministry. So the person who I was coming off of my nine to five is not who you're listening to right now, because that girl back then, um, she was, she was really, really afraid. Her hope was, let me tell you what my hope was. I'm going to tell you guys, when I came off my job, my, my, my request was God replace this income that I just want. I just, my, my concern was, I don't want my husband to have to struggle. I don't want him to have to take on anything other than what he's doing right now. And guess what? God has been faithful. That has happened. 
But over time, because I've gained more knowledge, I've gained more wisdom, uh, God has given me more strategies, my expectation has to go higher than that. Evolving. He has to. He has to. Oh, my God. I love it. So it's like, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient, but just give me enough. Right. Just give me enough. And as I was sharing when we were talking earlier, we need to embrace what God says about uh, us. And you said something that really blew my mind. I would love for you to share it because many times we come into agreement with something that is not what God says about you. So can you share that again? Because I think it will really bless the audience when we get in, in, in agreement with what God says about us, what he thinks about us. Yeah. So we were talking about how many times, you know, we will involve ourselves and put a lot of energy into thinking and to trying to identify what people think about us and whether people's opinion aligned with um, where we are. And so a lot of times we'll dummy down because people don't have, people won't have expectation of you. Let me tell you, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't, but let me, it's so inconsistent. But I was telling Catherine that it's none of our business what other people think about our ability to be entrepreneurs, our ability to be ministry leaders, um, our ability to show up in the world just like God has called us to. It's none of our business what other people's opinion of that is. It's not at all. Right. And so we don't need to um, invest a whole lot of time in trying to find out and understand and make it make sense. What we really need to be doing is aligning ourselves with um, believing what Jeremiah 29 and 11 says. It says, I know the thoughts I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, evil to give you a hope in the future. So what that means is that in the mind of God, our destiny, our future, every step, every business plan, every strategy, every modality that we use in doing coaching, it's in the mind of God. He has those thoughts about us already. Our responsibility is to find out, it's all our business, what God is thinking about us, because he says it right there, I'm thinking about you. And when he says he's thinking about, I know the plans I have for you, do you understand what that means? The plans, that includes every plan in our life. Oof, that, that just blessed me. So, and I'm, that is a very popular verse, but when you put it in that context of, you get to think whatever you want of me, because you are, and I, this is what I always say, you are entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm like, you get to think whatever you want, even if it's wrong. I'm, I choose to hold on to what God says. And this is what, what God brought me. I was reading this amazing book um, on um, Sunday. And this is the scripture that really, I heard it so many times, but it just hit me in a whole different way. In Joshua 1, 3, Moses, my servant is dead now. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel, mm -hmm. every place that the sole of your foot will thread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. Listen. So everything where I walk, mm -hmm. you have given me, I have dominion and authority. Wow. But I'm going to be okay with a little parcel over here. Are you serious? Wow. That right there points to identity crisis if I ever heard it. 
Yeah. You are happy with a little parcel, minding your own little Christian business, just not our our prosperity, our wealth is not even about us. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last last week. Our prosperity, we have to be bankers for the kingdom. That's what I believe. I believe it. I, I want to be a banker. I want people to know, the right people to know that when God calls them to do something, I am able and right, ready to write checks. That's what I want. Without, without hesitation. That's what I want. Without hesitation. And that's what, and I think he's looking for people to, uh, to do that. You know, we were talking about our identity and how some people have the mindset that, you know, we have to suffer that we, and we do the Bible. We talked about that. The Bible says that we suffer, we reign with him, we suffer with him and we understand that. But I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset that there have been those of us who have been called um, to live great lives, to live very prosperous. And I'm going to say it prosperous, prosperous, prosperous lives. Okay. (laughs) And it's okay. If you look in the book of Joshua, it says, you know, you, you know, um, he's telling Joshua not to be afraid. He's telling him to be very courageous, very bold. He says, what you need to do is meditate on my word day and night. Do all that's written therein. Then thou shall make thy way prosperous and you'll have good success. Yeah. So it's not, it's not taboo. Um, and, and we have to be, oh, we have to be okay with that. Um, I think about that, you know, you're talking about Joshua and Moses It's in that same, in that same chapter, Moses is dead, right? Mm-hmm. So what's really happening is there's a, there's a changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. There's a changing of the guard from Moses to Joshua. I believe that there, that is a type of what goes on in within us, that there's a Moses version of us. There's a Joshua version of us. I think Moses, the Moses, the Moses version of me was the one that delivered me off my job. Okay. That was the Moses version of me. Okay. He did his job. That, that, that version of me did his job, but okay. Moses is dead because I've already crossed that barrier. Mm. And that's as far as that level of personality and drive and motivation and belief and faith and all of that can get me. But Joshua is showing up now and Joshua has been given the, assignment of taking it into the promised land. Ooh, that's so good. So Moses is a certain mindset that will let you jump out. Ooh, yes. And yes. then Joshua is the next level mindset that will bring it home. Yes. Ooh, so good. So good. But you need to you need to, what does the Bible say that you need to dress yourself with the word? I don't know where he says that, but we need to dress ourselves with the identity that God gives us. Yeah, we do. That is like when you think about royal priesthood, and I always think of that. To me, it's like a really awesome robe, right? It's linen because the Bible thinks linens, heavy, fine linens, right? Really beautiful fabric that is breathable. It's amazing. And it's purple, the right shade of purple, like like lilac and it's got beautiful embroidery and it has stones in it that's what i what i picture so when you see someone at that level royal priesthood that implicates some things that person is not gonna come walking down the street that person is not gonna catch an uber that person is gonna come in a chariot right because they have embraced the royal priesthood 
into ministry and business with for which for us is just one in the same right but you need to embrace that identity those thoughts that god has for you and for me those are thoughts that are not just everyday thoughts and we need to stop agreeing with less than mentality you like you gotta break up like it, it's gonna be an ugly breakup like oh, yeah. Taylor Swift said, and I'm, and we're never, ever, ever getting back together again. Yep. And a, a dear John letter, for real, for real, to that old version of us who has us in a constant flux, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can, I'm okay today, I'm not tomorrow, um, depending on what other people's viewpoint of my identity is really impacts who I think I am. No, we are past that. We are past that. We're in this place of understanding if I don't stand up in who it is that God has called me to be, then I'm not going to cross over into my promise. I'm, I'm always going to be in this place of confusion, not knowing who I am. You know, if you've been called to be an entrepreneur, don't you understand that you're standing up in that position is ministry, that when there are people that are out there looking for an example of somebody who has faith and knows how to run a business in a, in a, in a way that's excellent and pleasing to God, like there are some people who will never step foot into a church, but when you're out there and you're bossing it and you're doing it the right way, you're being very conscientious of how you transact your business matters. You're being loving and kind uh, to other people in the industry. Um, you're showing up and you're speaking in that kingdom language that there are people out there that that will minister to that will minister to them. Why, why would we stay stuck in this old mentality because other people don't understand it? That's their problem and not yours and mine. Ooh, that right there. That right there, that's their problem. Many people are projecting. When it comes to, let, let's just, just go into money right now because we're already in deep waters. May I as well go even deeper. When you begin to prosper, when you begin to see your identity as God sees you, they will start saying, hey, be careful, you're losing your way, all that money is going to go to your head, or um, I thought you were a Christian, and now you're going to be like those one percenters people, like they begin to just get up in your mind and try to um, taint something that God gave you that's right because they they know this is the thing they know they couldn't handle that blessing right. therefore let me project onto you my weaknesses when god gave you that liberty because he prepared you to receive it right that is so that is so true and so when you show up what you do um and many times we look at it the wrong way i talked about this earlier today i talked about shifting your your perspective and how you see things and how you think about things. And so many times that'll happen. People will come and they will try to water down what you're doing or point the finger and say, you know, you're, you're worshiping mammon. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm doing my kingdom assignment and God's bringing kingdom wealth into my hands and I'm using it to up, up, up build and to support, you know, kingdom work as well as my livelihood. Okay. We got to live too, right? Um, but this is the deal. This is what I'm just thinking about, Catherine. I've gone through that. 
And there have been times when I felt really bad because the last thing that I want to do is to send the message that I'm worshiping anything other than God because I know my heart for God. But what if, what if part of your assignment is to show up like God has called you to show up to initiate the thought process in other people, even though it might be negative at some point or another. Like it's, it's initiating something. It's making them think about things that they have not thought about before. It's making them see an example of something that they might not readily admit, I wanna be just like that. It's putting them in a, big mind, in a better mindset. And because of that, it causes you to be a bit uncomfortable. You talked about that earlier when we were in the green room about, you know, who says that we're not gonna be uncomfortable. We don't have to be uncomfortable. Oh my God, that is so powerful. It's almost like when you were talking for years, they were saying that you could not run a mile in like six minutes or eight minutes, right? And for years, nobody could do it until somebody said, I'm going to try. And then within a couple months, there were other people that began to run like a six minute mile because yeah. nobody dare yeah. to think, I'm going to try. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. And maybe you are the first one in your generation, in your family, in your, in your race. Yes. Making six figures in your business. Yes. It's you to dare to not live paycheck to paycheck. For you to dare to have a nice car. For yes. you to dare to own homes with a big S. For you to be able to fly privately. For you to be able to sell and send your, your kids to Ivy League schools yes. like with everything pay. For right. you to start ministries in different areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All of that. Oh my goodness. All of oh that. My goodness. Suppose, yeah, yeah. And if the worst thing you have to suffer is somebody talking about it, but at the same time, you're putting a fire under them to think differently and shift their mentality, then that's a small price to pay. Totally. It's not, it's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. What did Jesus do? He was a pattern interrupter if I ever met one. He was one that came to destroy all parameters. And he came to say, I, the old way is, this is what he did. The old way doesn't work anymore. I'm here yeah. now. Yeah. Like yeah. he said, you have Moses. I'm here now. Like he was that Joshua. And that's what his name means anyway, right, Joshua? So we need to understand that just like Jesus, he was not well received. Right. And that's put it very, very mildly. Like right. even his brothers gave him a hard time. Okay. The people that even people from his neighborhood, when he went to Nath Nazareth, they were, he's like, wow, I never seen people with so little faith. Let's get out of here. Right. People that knew him rejected him. So right. if we're going to be like our father and he went through that and now he's victorious and now thousands of years later we are praising him his name did not die mm -mm. And you know what we're just gonna be just like him every just day like him. just like him and he never lost his identity in all of that mm -hmm. he just kept on doing it and i believe that you know when you forge out there and you use your gift um whether it's in um maybe you're a seamstress uh, maybe you're a a coach maybe you're out there and you have a business in the financial arena. I believe that when you get out there and you start standing up in that without excuse or without apology, like we talked about in the beginning, that you give other people permission to do the same thing. You make a way, you make an opening in dark places, stuck places, dry places. 
that other people can walk through. And it's for generations to come. The thing that you're doing, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a ministry leader, they may have never seen it before, but that's okay. When, when God told Noah to build the ark because it was going to rain, they, had, they were clueless. All he knew is God said, build. He, and he built when God said build. And that's what we do in business. I don't know if I'm building for my great-great-grandchildren, should the Lord tarry. I don't know if I'm building for the next young pastor that's going to come up and is going to have the opportunity to be an entrepreneur and also lead a body, you know, at a whole different and a whole nother level than we are doing, my husband and I. If, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, if me as somebody who's coming from a background and you coming from a background that we've come from, who've had identity crisis. I don't know if us standing in this place to say we're building our coaching businesses, you know, we're going to do these podcasts, is going to be that fire that's ignited under somebody else that says, oh my goodness, I went through some rough things and rough patches too, but if Catherine Storian and Kimberly Jones went through it and they're where they are, then I can do it too. Oh my goodness. So powerful. They just don't go very far. When you wrote your first book, you, you didn't even know that what that did for the people in your, in your circle, in your circle. And then all of a sudden, right? All these people in your circle realize I have a story inside of me. And then books and books and books, books are birthed books. because yeah. you led by example. And they were watching like how the books were just blessing people. And yeah. it, I don't know how many times you did the, the 40 days declaration yes. and people were doing it again and again and again. And still doing it. Still had somebody just start one and the last month and then somebody started one this month and I'm not even a part of it. They're just doing it. And you wrote the book how many times? Yeah. One time I wrote the book. One time. But its impact is what? Multiply. It's international. And then yes. you wrote another book. And then you wrote another book. Yeah. And now for you, writing books, what was hard before, is not anymore. Now right. it's something that I'm an author, you know, and you can say yes. it, you know, bragging. You, it's just the thing that you could do. It's just who, it's just who you become. And it's, and it's different. That, like, again, and I know you can attest to this. I mean, you wrote, you've written so many books and you were so instrumental in my getting my first book done. Um... You are my example. You are my inspiration. And all of us are an example or inspiration to someone else. I always say that we are the answer to somebody's question and a solution to somebody's problem. Do you know how many problems there are there that need to be solved? And we're sitting somewhere. You know, I was talking about that earlier, Catherine. Remember when I was saying how um, that movie Little? We were talking about that movie Little mm -hmm. and how, you know, I don't know if you guys who are listening, you saw that. But it was the movie where, you know, the, 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 the adult and the child, they kind of switch bodies, you know, from the inside out. And so you have this little girl who really is a grown woman inside. Right. So what happens in our lives is something similar to that. Even though we chronologically advance in age, that little person is controlling all the buttons and keeping us back and creating the identity crisis. Wow. So powerful, so powerful. And um, it is time for, for, for that little girl to grow up. Yes. It is time for the little girl to say, you know what, that served me for a season because everything is seasonal, like groceries, right? They have an expiration date. And this is, this is God is amazing. So you know how, in, for those that drink milk, 
regular milk. I don't drink regular milk, but my niece drinks regular milk. Do you know that she will not dare if the milk expire the day before? This kid will not dare drink that with her, eat it with her cereal. Wow. <laughs> and we. Oh my goodness, this is good. Day for days. This is good. Weeks, months, years, way past the expiration date, and we like it. It tastes sour. At that point, it's like cheese. You have to get a spoon oh to eat Oh my that. God, Catherine's story. And you are happy about eating that because you're just lucky to have a little something something. That right there, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Because we convince ourselves that it's okay. It stinks, it's curdled. You know, it has no nutritional value at that point, but we hang on to it. Why? Because it has some similitude of milk. It's no, still in the The person next to you is doing the same exact thing. And you look at your neighbor and you look at your mama and you look at your daddy and all of them are eating this nonsense. And then somebody from the outside dares to come with a fresh all cup of milk, fresh smells delicious, it tastes great. And then they point and laugh because that person dares to dream and want freshness and the best that is available. And they're the crazy ones. Wow. I'm done for real. I'm serious. We just need to wrap this up. That right there. So our seasons, yeah. our seasons, we talked about identity evolving. Our seasons and operating on certain levels for business and ministry, they have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. Wow. And my niece is preaching today. She will not touch that thing. She, you can try to talk it into her and explain that it's an average. She's like, I ain't touching that. Right, 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 right. We need to have that attitude. We need to have that attitude. But it goes back to Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know your expiration date, says the Lord. <laughs> of every one of your seasons, I know the start and the finish dates. I know the expiration dates. I know the plans I have for you. Ooh, and the, the thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a, a hope and a future. Our future is comprised of seasons. I, I, I getting, you know, to our future, you know, I, oh my goodness. Oh it my. is so good. I was looking for the episode that we talked about that is blessed my whole entire life. You got to go listen to all the episodes. Okay. Just, just go listen to all of them. But there's one episode that I have played over and over everything that is happening is part of the plan part of the plan so if he ended something don't try to hold on to it part of the plan part of the plan that saves us a whole lot of time of grieving and beating ourselves up you know god knows everything he know you know he knows 
when we sit down and when we're rising up, he knows that he knows our thoughts are far off. You know, he knows the whole sum of them. He knows, he knows everything. Go to Psalms 139. You don't believe me? Go to Psalms 139. It'll tell you all of that. I love that one. Yeah. It's episode four. So listen to episode, uh, where are we? We are on episode, um, this is episode, episode 11. So listen to episode 10, then episode 11, and then go back to four and lay down. Is this is gonna lay, lay you down. down? I love it. This is the episode where you really have to contact us, and you have to let us know. Just telling yourself, we won't tell, we won't even play it, but just, just tell us via audio. We'll let you know in the in the, no, in the show notes how to give us an audio message. But we know for a fact that this is messing with your religion. Yep, it's messing with the way you were raised. Yep. And it's messing with your current fake reality. Ooh. This is a hot hot episode right here. Oh, no. We're holding no punches. But that is what's necessary. It's really what's necessary in this season. You know, we, Catherine and I, we've been doing this for a while. You know, we've taken some of the punches so you don't have to. That's why we do what we do. You know, I tell my kids all the time, you don't have to go through it. I already went through it. Just listen to me and I'll save you a whole lot of heartache. And I take that same stance, you know, with my coaching. I love coaching. Been coaching um, for several years now. And I love that. Catherine's been coaching and, and consulting and doing things of that sort. We are still doing that today. You may be listening right now. You might be like, you know what? I need some time with these two because they are all in my Kool-Aid, right? So, you can do that. You can spend some time with us. We're offering a VIP day that you can spend some time with us and we can really pour into your life, into your business, into your ministry. Uh, at, some, at some point or another, you have to say enough is enough and you got to realize when you need help. And you got to realize when to say when. This might be your season to say when. Let, let me get in touch with Catherine or, or with uh, uh, Kimberly or both of them uh, to help my life. You need to do that. You need to contact us. I, I really think that for the most transformation and for the more for the more and more you need us together. Yes. If you're serious about ending the nonsense, yeah. And you're serious to lay it all out in a very faith, really faith, faith way. Yeah. Come to Boston or come to Atlanta. Yeah. Together with us. And we'll be there. Have your whole business. We'll be there. Laid out. Yeah. We'll get we'll get your life right through the help of the Holy Spirit because we don't do anything. It's kind of like Jesus told uh, those that were on looking, all of those critics. I don't do anything uh, that I don't see my father doing. And that's how we operate. We don't do anything that the father is not doing. So you best believe that when we show up and roll our sleeves up and tackle your whole life, Ooh. yeah, God's gonna be there. It's going to be before working with PK and Catherine and after working with Pre and post. Pre and post. Yes. Oh, my God. This has been an amazing season um, of the show. We are so excited. And there's more to come. And whether you work with us or not, this is for the very specific people that are ready to make a impactful investment of time and financial investment in their lives. And we know that we are called to very specific people. And if you feel 
that this, this is it, that we are your coaches, then we are, and we'll pray with you and we'll coach you all the way to where you need to be. The, in the show notes is also the link where you can contact us and tell us a little bit about you so we can learn more about. And then if a VIP with the two of us is the way to go, we will recommend our women of integrity and we will not recommend something that is not in alignment with what God right. is sharing with us. Uh, listen to, this is the homework, episode 10, episode 11, and then episode four, cry a little bit and then, and then contact us, right? Exactly. Contact us and let's do something about it. Dry those tears, get up, and then make some decisions about your future. I always say, do something today that your future self will thank you for. And your future self will thank you for that decision right there. So good. God bless you. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. And they are all in an amazing supernatural order. So just go back and I listen to them because they bless me. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I do. So good. Thank you for listening. These last episodes have been a little longer because they needed to be. And we just do what the Holy Spirit says we, we should do. So we do it. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week, right? See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.